0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. And I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, checking in with you as we're continuing our Narcos Mexico reviews for season one. Tonight, we will be recapping episode five and six as promised. I know I said I was going to drop it Sunday. Today is Sunday, but it is a late drop. So if you don't have time to check it out tonight, check it out tomorrow. Um, before we get started, I want to add on a bonus episode. We're going to do five and six tonight. Then around Thursday, we'll drop seven and eight. And then we might just come back Friday and do nine and 10 so we can get on to season two. But before we get on to season two, I want you guys to, I'm gonna do a bonus episode because sometimes I go on a, you know, a, a long tangent about, You know, this was real, if this wasn't real or this character was real. And I kind of want to add on a bonus episode, a bonus episode just to break down the real people and what happened or if there was dramatized out or just uh, made up and based on somebody else, because most of the characters were real, but some of them were based just on totally different people. Some of the murders happened, but it might have happened in a different way. And I just kind of want to break that down. And I want to talk about the two documentaries that I've been talking about. So when we when we finish episode 10, um, if you guys have a chance, if you have Hulu, it's on Hulu. It's go, If you go under Narcos Wars, and then it's going to be, I believe, episode three. And it's called Mexico's First Cartel. And they're talking about all of this. And then it's also another documentary on amazon prime that i've been telling you guys to watch is called the last narc it's talking about this in detail and it has people who were really there um working with the guadalajara cartel and witnessed a lot when i say a lot i mean a lot um firsthand and they either just got out of prison or you know worked out some kind of deal and they're breaking down a lot of shit so if you guys have a chance, check those two documentaries out. I've watched them all, but I'm going to refresh my mind just in case I forget anything cuz like I said, I I could talk about this stuff with my eyes closed. I watched it over and over and even though I watched um narcos mexico so much i still go back and just kind of refresh because some things i forget so um i'm not going to have you guys on too long i'm gonna try to um, break it down really fast but episode five is one of my favorites so i'm gonna take more time with that one and we'll skim through six um don't forget tune in tomorrow i'll have that um late afternoon i'll have raisin canaan I have that episode dropped on my review on that. I haven't watched it yet. When I get done recording, I'm going to watch it, and then I'll recap it tomorrow. Today's been such a busy day. Uh, Kids go back to school tomorrow um, in Atlanta, so me and my little one been running around all day, and just a busy day. But I'm not going to keep you guys long, I promise. Uh, Don't forget, if you want, you can follow me on my social medias, IG, Alicia Shanice, Facebook, Alicia Shanice as well. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, just shoot me a quick DM. Even if you don't like talking, all you got to do is just DM me podcast. I know you from the podcast and I'll happily accept you because sometimes I don't accept everybody on Facebook. But if I know you from the podcast, come on now, you know, I'm going to accept you. So, um, all you got to do is just DM me on Facebook podcast. I'll accept you. Follow me on IG Alicia Shanice. It's the same picture profile on the podcast. And if you have that good old Spotify, download it, download it for free and all of my episodes are on Spotify and I got some dope playlists too. follow my playlist. Most of them start off with Shanice loves 90s R&B, Shanice loves 90s hip hop. I even love me some good rock music, too, from the 90s. Shanice loves gospel. Shanice loves the blues, everything, everything, everything. And I do want to do a special shout out to my beautiful grandparents because it is their 57th year anniversary today. And they had a little date looking all cute and stuff. So I want to just shout them out and say, it's your anniversary. (laughs) But on that note, let's get into the show. name is Shanice. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. So, episode five is called, um, titled The Columbian Connection, and it, it opens up where we see Kiki's wife, Mika. I really like Mika. I liked her character in these um, episodes because she was only in season one. And I I love his real wife. Um, she's on both documentaries that I recommended. I just love her spirit. And I love the fight in her. Like I said, the Kiki Camarano story touched me deeply. Um, it, it just touched my heart. I hated what happened to him. Um and we see her and her babies, they're in a car, they're driving. And we see the DFS pull pulls her over. And they kind of like harass her, try to scare her. And she's like, hold on, my husband is a cop. And they kind of like stop her, like, exactly, your husband. So she knows that the only reason they're attacking her is because um, <clears throat> that's because she is Kiki's wife. So they kind of p- put her in the back of the car and go talk to her kids. And they're being nice to the kids, but they're basically trying to put some, you know, some scare in her. And when she gets back to the car, she's shaking up. She's asking um, her son, is he OK? And, you know, the new baby in the back, she's checking on him because he, he um, the guy from the DFS put a threat on her like, you know, it's terrible to leave your kids um, in a. Car with with the windows up and how hot it is. Just trying to like scare her. Where he'll put some fake charges on her, trying to you know put some fear in her so she'll tell Kiki and he'll back down. And then we get to the next scene and we see Miguel, Felix, and Isabel. They go meet with the um a cocaine connection, where she's like more of the Colombian connect. He's a he's he's the big guy who works with Falcon. He's who you have to go through to get that connect with the um, connection with the Colombians. And I like to make note of that, that Miguel, he wouldn't have been able to do this if it wasn't for Isabel. And this plays a major part in especially season two. And we'll get into that. This was totally dramatized out. Like I said, the character Isabel is based off of a real person. But her character is very dramatized out when I get to that bonus episode. I'm gonna break her character down a little bit as well um but her character is definitely based off of a real person. She ran with Chapo and everything, and the lady who who she um is based off of they look just alike um Narcos did a really good job matching up different people um Miguel Felix they also call uh, um him in real life like the godfather the thin man um he resembles the real Miguel Miguel Felix as well so they're going to talk to him and he's just like look um this is Falcon's territory you know and he was like why you have something good why do you want to switch products and he like because if I you know you I've seen what you guys have I've seen the loads of cocaine and with them stopping all of the um, the routes through the Bahamas, because remember, they um, stopped Carlos later. So he's like, I, he said, we have the routes. He said, we push stuff day and night um, through trucks and everything else across the border each day. Now, all we got to do is just switch the product up. So he letting them know, like, I can do it. And then he was like, well, if I go ahead and set this up, it's two people that matter. He said, it's only two people that you're going to either have to go through. You got the shrew businessman, which we know is the Cali cartel, because we covered um, Narcos Colombia, And then we know we got the Medellin cartel, which is Pablo. And he's like, but he has strong emotions. So he like, which one do you want me to uh, hook you up with? Put the call into an Isabel like, what, will somebody get jealous? And he was like, like I said, you have to be very discreet going to Columbia because he has strong emotions. And, you know, Miguel Felix, we've seen so far, he is all business. So, of course, he's going to pick the Cali cartel. And um, the guy is letting him know you have to be very discreet. So and he kind of gives him a hint, like, why don't you go ahead and take Isabel with you? She'll be able to help. And then they discuss Falcon some more because remember when Falcon let him run his stuff through his Tijuana Plaza, he told him, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. His lane was just the weed. And then now he's going over into Falcon's world. So we see that, you know, the guy, he's kind of liking what Miguel Felix has to say. And he goes heads and hooks up the deal with the Cali cartel. And then we'll get to the next scene, and we sat, it's at Miguel's son's birthday party. We see Rafa. He's sitting over there still sprung over Um, Sophia. Chapo telling him, you know, it's going to be all right. You get over to it with time. And I was laughing at this part because Chapo trying to help but don't really know what to say. <laughs> and you see that Rafa is kind of mean mugging Amato. And Amato is going to play a big part in season two. And also, they—he was based off a very real person, and his name was—they—they they, they referred to him as the Lord of Skies, and we'll get into that. Um, but him and Rafa don't get along, as we see, and you know that's Donito's nephew, so Donito was kind of telling Miguel about it. miguel he his, his 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 thing is only his mind is only focused on, um, with this connection that he's about to do, going to Colombia and his, Maria she can see something is going on with him. She like, what's up with you? And he kind of just sprungs it on her and she like, are you stupid? You know, we, we got a really good thing. Cause they really did have a really good thing with the weed. And when he went into the cocaine, that kind of brought more on him. So, and he's being very discreet about it. He hasn't shared this news with Don Nito. He hasn't shared this news with Rafa. And then we see the Kiki. He's at home he's in he thinks about this day in day not day day in day out he's in the bed Mika like are you still doing that because his mind is just trying to bring down his case he is tired of the dirty politics he's tired of the police cover-ups so and and they just get turned down day in day out with no matter how much evidence they bring up so um, Jamie they call him Jaime and there's You know over there in Mexico But you know Jamie, Jaime however you want to Pronounce his name he is you know Their boss and he like you know what Fuck Mexico they are not Helping us out so they said they're going to Straight take it because you know we have The American embassy over there in Mexico City so they go going to them They're ignoring them so he like we're just going Straight to DC so they Take all of the information that they have straight To DC because they like if DC here money here they come. So then we go and we make it to Columbia. Miguel Felix has made it over there with Isabel. He's speaking to one of the brothers, Pacho and the other guy. And, you know, he's running the numbers buying. I'm telling this, telling that. And they're still they've been dealing with Falcon all this time. So they're like, you know, Falcon has a lot of they weren't really trying to they like we know your reputation, but we falcon has a lot of connections he has a lot of friends that's who we've been doing business with everything is working i don't know what you make in the weed business but you coming into like a four billion dollar business on a day you know so they're really not trying to hear him and Isabel, she basically steps in and saves the day so what she wanted from um miguel felix she should have got in the um in a tv show because like i said this was very dramatized out i think to work her character in and just to make it more entertaining for hollywood it didn't go down like this but um yeah it was just dramatized out but in the tv show if it wasn't for her stepping in of course it wouldn't have um he wouldn't have had that deal in the tv show um she basically like yeah falcon is great and he can push your stuff through through a straw but if why not go through miguel felix when he can get it in through a pipeline because they were running the routes day in and day not day day in and day out and with the bahama routes getting um gone after felix later he got raided they shut down all the bahamas and they weren't able to move their cocaine so they kind of like what um she has to say and they agree to work with them you know they're they ready to do business they say let's talk numbers so they leave the cali cartel and they are excited they didn't they didn't got at least that part done so now they got to go back to mexico so they on cloud nine and then what do you know they on the way to their car and out of nowhere, who pulls up, Blackie and one of Pablo's other Sicarios, they kidnap, kidnap them, rough their ass up a little bit, throw them in the car. Blackie, like, just sit back and get comfortable. It's a long ride. We're taking it. In. they're like, where are we going? Who are you? They're like, we're going to see El Patron. They're going to see Pablo. Blackie grabbed the glasses. He tried on Miguel Felix's glasses i just love me some blackie blackie just uh in the show of course uh blackie's character was really he really did exist he was really a part of the Medellin cartel um the character that he's based off he actually for just for a fun fact they looked at nothing alike i think they did more matching better with um mexico than they did colombia but um <clears throat> Yeah, they kidnapped them, and then when we get there, who do we see first? We see our boy Poison, who he has been seen since season one of uh, Narcos, just the regular Narcos. So we see Poison, and you know, Poison got that look on his face like he ready to kill any and everybody. And then it was good to see when they get to Pablo's house, we see Pablo's version from how he was when he was at his his reign and his you know, he was at the reign. This was before everything. This is probably when he was going into politics. This is when he was big Pablo. You see the big parties going on. We see the little monkey sitting there drinking alcohol, too, and they take him back there. They tell Isabel, like, you sit here, he comes with us. They take Miguel Felix back there. And then you can just sit here the hippopotamus in the water. So Pablo walks back and he kind of sneaks up on him. And then he was like, he just sits there, you know, Pablo fashion. He's not showing strong emotions. And he's just like, um, I'm only gonna ask you this once. What are you doing in Colombia? Because you ain't coming to Colombia without Pablo knowing and without his permission on the type of deal he was doing he was doing. So Miguel Felix, he's kind of nervous and he's he he knows he's way out, out of his league at the time. And he tells, I'm like, Well, I met with the Cali cartel, I'm gonna move their product. And then he was like, Why Cali? And he was like, Cause I heard you have a temper. And he was like, Well, you might be right. But also, that could be bad for me, With you doing business for Cali, And Miguel Felix kind of put a little smug look like that could probably put you out of business. And Pablo just looks in Pablo's fashion. And he like, <laughs> if we're being honest, I could just shoot you in the head and feed you to the, hippop- the hippopotamus because I don't like Mexicanos, is how he said it. And when he said that, I was like, what the... The first time I said it, I laughed at that part every time because Pablo was dead-ass serious. And, and, and Miguel Felix, he kind of got serious after that. And Pablo got up, li- tried to light that joint. You seen... Uh, Felix, he hurried up, grabbing his lighter, being a little bellboy for Pablo. But anywho, they talk and he kind of breaks it down. And I like the way he broke it. He like, why do you want to get down? Why do you want to get in with the Colombian? I mean, with the I'm sorry, not the Colombians. Why do you want to get into the cocaine business? And he was like, well, because if I don't do it, nobody, if somebody else is. And he like, cut the book. Why do you want to get in? it? So he breaks down about his first wife and how he wasn't able to control that by her dying And, you know, they talk. And then Pablo was like, okay. He said, but I'm going to warn you cocaine, it comes with the fame you cannot hide from. And that was no lie because we've seen what happened with the Guadalajara cartel as soon as they entered this business. And then also he told him, he said, and the Americans, the gringos, they are afraid of cocaine. They think it's destroying them, which it did. And he was like, but we, you're in a good business. He said, and about years later, We will be legal And bullshit is, is it legal now Yes so he was speaking facts And then we all know Pablo didn't mess with cocaine He was one that didn't Mess with cocaine and Miguel Felix still Know what he doing so he told him he said okay He said For every load of theirs you take You take a load Of ours and if you lose A load It better be Cali's." Because now that he's going into the cocaine business, once it enters them, he is responsible for that. It's not like on how when they they were in control of when Rafa was over the fields growing the seedless weeds, they had all control. Once they entered that world, they were responsible for everything. And he basically lets them know, like, I'm not going to play with you and I have a load there for you on the plane next week so they cracked the deal and like I said this was dramatized out it felt this was one of my favorite episodes in this season because it felt so good to see Pablo and it felt so good to see him in like he was in season one you know in in season one of Narcos you just loved seeing Pablo and in season two it's just like if you was on his side it was just completely his straight spiral down so it, it felt good to see pablo i wish that they could have showed you know la Kika and uh gustavo just kicking it there during the episode but you know it was good to see blackie and and poison as well and you know blackie comes back and he's like you gonna drink or what you know you gotta love blackie and just another fun fact um this was dramatized out of course the guadalajara cartel did get into the cocaine business um of course it wasn't just miguel felix rafa was in there as well and they started off with the madeline cartel first from the documentaries i watched and you know the books i read because like i said i get off into all this stuff but they started off with the madeline cartel first and then they probably started off when i say madeline you know everybody think of pablo but as we know it wasn't just pablo it was the choa brothers it was gotcha and remember, gotcha had all the good Mexican routes. So they probably started off with gotcha first. And we know that Gotcha and Pablo were were very close. And Gotcha was even more had more money and a little bit probably more powerful. Pablo's more powerful and known over in the United States, America, all over the world because of the war he put on, on his government. So that's where his reign comes from. But gotcha had the mexican routes first i'm thinking that's how they started working with him and then when the meddling cartel got the falling off they probably went to cali cartel but you know this is um dramatized out and when we seen pacho i like the pacho in narcos mexico much better than i liked him in the regular narcos so after they leave uh, isabel is basically trying to sleep with miguel again and you know at this time we're like you know miguel he 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 only thinking about his wife he all business and he kind of turns her down like i came for you for your connections nothing else so while he's in colombia word gets back so Kiki has um, they, they know he's gone. They sneak off into his office to get some, you know, evidence on him. And it's real, real intense. You hear the real intense music when he goes to the office. He has a disguise like um, to even get out the office because we see that the DFS is out of the DA's office they're watching every little move they make so they have to sneak him out with another guy they switch outfits and he hides in the back to get out to even go to the office but when he gets there he has on like a suit and he has fake business cards like he's a florist basically um he gets in the elevator with one of the DFS guys and he like do I know you Kiki kind of like just brushes him off and shows him his business card and then He gets into the office. It's another intense moment because one of the other DFS guys goes in there. And he they almost come head to head. And even though we know how the story is going to end my first time watching it, I'm like intense. Cause I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is how they find out he was doing all of this or whatever. Um, and then by now word has got, they get into his office. They get the little information to know that how he's been laundering money over in America. They get like bank statements and everything. So they take that back to the office. And then we see Falcon. Word has got to him quick that, um, <clears throat> Miguel is over in Colombia, and now he's stepping into his world and that's bad for his business so he goes and he uh El Chapo and we got Cuchi Loco they're over there in Tijuana with Benjamin and Raymond and they're talking stuff they're going to drop off below and he busts in there because remember Falcon has the army at this time and he just sets everything on fire he takes Rafa um product with him and Rafa is pissed off. So Rafa is calling. He's cussing him out. By this time now, Rafa's off the coke real bad. And he like, No, your guy is your boss is coming into my world. And Rafa's like, That's not my boss asshole. That's my partner. So he like, I can't tell. he making moves without you. Donito comes in and he's like, Calm down. The Falcon's probably lying. He goes and speaks with Maria. He gets confirmation and he sees that, you know, Maria's feeling really just neglected and she like you know coming up you know me and with Maria's family and Don Nito trafficking is in her blood because of her dad and he even had her on the fields when she was little picking weed and everything else so she comes from that game and she's very knowledgeable I love Maria and she like you know she's mad that uh he wants to get into the cocaine business because it's going to bring a lot on them as we know so Donito kind of just talks to her and calms her down and he leaves. And um after that, we see uh some guys come in with some paperwork to uh a commandante nava because DC and they talked to Jamie, they kind of told him like it's nothing they can do at this time. So now we see they were kind of covering shit up too because when they bring bring the paperwork to the commandante nava over the dfs he has everything that they sent that they he has all the paperwork from the attorney general everything all the research they done all the evidence they have on them so we see everybody's playing dirty basically it was no way that at this time the dea could have won because it was too many bad guys in the office and everything was getting back to them um the last part of it we see um it's just a, it's just a straight attack because antonio now is covering you know he's helping them full time with the wiring and i felt really bad for him because he was just the innocent neighbor trying to do his job and you know kiki told him he was going to be protected because remember he was the neighbor who could wiretap everything so he put the wiretaps up because he worked for the phone company but it was approved and he was supposed to get protected and he's out to dinner uh, at a restaurant and one of the guys uh Who's in the DFS one of the higher Ups goes in there and he was like have you ever heard of This guy but he has the business Card of who Kiki pretended To be when he went into Miguel Felix's Office and then He just shoots the poor guy And kills him in the restaurant and Then we see that um, Kiki's partner, Nat. He's cooking for his kids, and they shoot up his house. Luckily, they didn't get anybody. But they—they they basically, the American Embassy sends him back to you the United States to America, and they don't—they um, don't send a replacement. And that wasn't normal, you know. Even when we watched Narcos regular, when they threatened to send Murphy or Pena home, they were going to still replace them, and they—they—they they, they have them out there. They they see that they have the evidence. They know it's only four of them, and well, five including Jamie. But they only saw only four agents over there, and they send one home, and now they have already been outed. So they know exactly what they're working on. So episode five was really intense. Um, It was good to see Pablo. It was breaking everything down about how he got the connection. And then, you know, we see Falcon is upset. So when we get to episode six, and I know I spent a little time on five, so I'll go really fast so I don't have you. I've been trying to not do too long episodes for you guys. Um, so six was um, a La Ultima Frontera episode. And we see that um, Kiki has another DEA agent working with him now just somebody helping him out they haven't sent him down to fully you know they haven't actually um assigned him over there but he's just helping kiki with this and they take down one of miguel felix's planes and they get you know a little evidence on there then we see maria she's out shopping and she's you know she ain't got nothing to do but shop Miguel ain't never at home He got all that money So she looking for her some little jewelry And the lady helping her was like Oh don't you already have this one Your husband bought bought that for you last week Just talking too damn much And Maria like um, My husband didn't buy that So the boss kind of comes over there And was like oh no she's mistaken That was another client So Maria she's she smart So she wait for the girl to go on break She like look i don't give a damn what you got to do you go get me that list of whoever my husband bought an eight thousand dollar watch for and i want the addresses so She talks the girl into it. The girl get her the address. Maria go sits in front of an apartment building where he whoever he sent the watch for and she kind of scopes everything out. She's watching girls walk in and out and then she just sees one girl and you know how you like in a relationship and no matter what or in how denial in, you know your spouse is tight. So she just sees one girl and she's looking like that's her. She just, when she sees her, she just knows that's the one uh, that he's having an affair with. And it comes uh, first to a surprise to us all because they've always showed us just a family man and a businessman but now we see miguel felix was doing something else too honey because this lady is pregnant so uh, maria follows her off and then we go and we get to the next scene sorry y'all i needed me a glass of water i'm running my mouth so much but um we get to the next scene and we see that the dfc and they're basically holding off their protection. Remember, the DFC is supposed to be protecting them. That's what they get paid for, to keep them protected from wars, Falcon, et cetera, et cetera. And the DFC is holding back because they know that they're, they're switching up shit without going through their permission. A word has got back to everybody important about uh, Miguel... Felix and Miguel Angel Felix trying to go into the cocaine business and now they have a meeting and Rafa is pissed off. Dianito like oh, let's just kind of just go with the program because you know he gonna roll with Miguel for now and he kind of tells Rafa like just chill and Rafa is trying to tell him like we're if we stay in this we're in control of everything. This is our fields, this is our weed. I plant, I do all of this, we're good. If we go fuck with the Colombians, they are in control because if they you know, you now I go. So Rafa, he leave out pissed and then he, he kinda throws a like temper tantrums because now uh Rafa's starting to get high and then he like we don't know nothing about the cocaine and Miguel kinda throw a jab at him, like uh from what I'm learning, you know more about it than what you say, cause now he's starting to you know sniff more he getting more out of control when he's like a baby compared to them He's the younger one so he throws the temper tantrum And leave and Donito kind of Play it cool but when him and Miguel Felix Are by herself, he like Are you sure you want to do this because now Miguel has To First of all With Falcon Falcon has Protection from the army Not an army, the army. He has protection from the army because he's had permission from Mexico City. If you want to do anything, you have to have permission from Mexico City. So he can't even have Pablo's shipment arrive without even having their permission and he hasn't done that yet that's what he he's working on now so we see he pays a million dollars to meet with one of the guys who's a really big guy um he was he he ends up running for president and that's more in season two so he's like really big he's over governor See, he's over all of them and he the guy he pays him a million dollars because it's his uncle to meet with him so the nephew sets up the meeting and he goes to this fancy country club and even when he tries to order a drink, he tries to pay with cash and the guy like, No, we don't do that, do that here. And he tried and then he was like, What's your you know, your club number? And he don't have one. So he's kinda getting treated like trash and he sees he's way out of his league. So the guy kind of just surprises him out of nowhere and he don't even know that that's the guy watching him and he's just he every time Felix is trying to talk the business he's just like so you're from Sinaloa huh I've been to Sinaloa once and he was like okay I gotta go and Felix is confused he like what the what you mean you gotta go I set up this meeting so he goes to the country golf course and he cusses the nephew out like I paid you a million dollars to meet with your uncle and he want to talk about what hood I'm from like what the what the what and he like look you can't just go meet with him this is the government you can't just go meet with him for 30 minutes and he's gonna you know he's gonna check out everything about you he's gonna check out what you ate for breakfast what you ate in third grade for lunch what you had last Christmas he's gonna check everything about you before he gives you an okay so Miguel is is pissed off because he can't control that and we see Miguel, not Miguel, we see Kiki Camarano and the other DEA agent who's down there to help. They go to El Paso, Texas, and they go check in with the U.S. banker who's Miguel's been um, doing business with. So they kind of do like um, he sets the little girl up at school, and we could tell he's living good off doing all of this laundering money through his bank we can see he living good he got the magnum he got this he like no we're not we going in the jag not the magnum today so he living really good and they follow him to drop his daughter off to school and they arrest him basically they kind of let him know that they got some evidence uh, through the planes and that they have information on him, but they're kind of like pulling his coat a little bit, kind of lying just so he can get Miguel Felix to cross the border so they can arrest him in the U.S. because remember, they can't do anything in Mexico. So they, the, their goal is to get him over into the U.S. across the border and then they'll go ahead and arrest him for money laundering. And at least that'll be a start of creating a case on him because they have no luck in Mexico so then we see Don Nito he's sitting there in Tijuana because he has to go take care of T and everything in Tijuana because you know Ralph ain't finna let Falcon no matter how crazy Falcon is he, he Ralph ain't finna let him get away with that so Don Nito and all of them go down and he's telling uh Miguel Felix that you know they have to because remember Don Nito he 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 <clears throat> He's very street smart and he knows the game. So he's Miguel don't even care about the weed at this point. All he caring about is getting the cocaine through and he's letting them know if we let them come and just take this. It don't it don't even look good on us to even let them get away with it. So Miguel agrees and they all go down to Tijuana. And then they realized that the DFC is holding back their protection. And I remember Sammy. We got Sammy working for Don Nito now. And that's definitely based off a real person. His name was not Sammy. But if you go check out that documentary that I told you guys about, it's in um, The Last Narc very interesting we'll talk about it but yeah we got sammy who is the police police officer um basically working for don nito so he go and gets a whole bunch of other dirty cops pay some off and then they go to one of falcon spots and they just blow it all up and take back all of their weed and get the shooting and we see a young El Chapo trying to prove himself which is something that was really true and (laughs) one of the guys shot and it looks like in, in the private area and he's screaming so that uh Chapo just goes shoots him in the head and they're like Chapo what the and he like well I did him a favor so he kind of kills him and then they do damage and then when they get back they're celebrating and then we can see tension starting to build up between Raymond and Chapo which I'm happy that they kind of show that because we know that the war is going to start heavy with Sinaloa and Tijuana as well and that's going to come more in season two but I'm happy that they show in season one that at one point they were all getting along and all working together but we're going to see a lot more intense that went on for years to come and we'll get more into that um in season two so Falcon and his crew as they're celebrating they he comes back with his army, and it's just attack on attack, so Rafa is pissed off, and they go back to Guadalajara and Jamie and the other detective, and we gotta watch him. I ain't really said nothing yet, um but if you're if you're following along with me or even if you watch it and go back after you watch the documentary. You'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Just watch him. And you see how he's always second guessing everything and very calm. And like, you really want to do that? Just watch him. But they take the fake fingerprints and the fake evidence to the captain. And they basically give him false information so he can make Miguel Felix nervous. So he can go over there and sign the documents because he knows they know if they just go tell him anything. He's gonna cover for them, but they make it seem much worser than it is with the man they got at the beginning of the episode from the plane. They have all these documents, which they don't have. And he kind of tells Miguel Felix, Miguel Felix is pissed off because he hasn't got permission yet. He's waiting on permission to see if he can even do the cocaine and have the government's protection. So he has a lot on his plate already. Falcon is out of control. So he calls Isabel and Isabel says, um, you didn't keep your word with the Falcon. So what do you expect? And he and then she like, I can control the Falcon. So she, he lets her know, like, if you handle that, you will get 20 percent of the Tijuana Plaza. So that's what she was promised. Pay attention. So after that, she goes and does her thing miguel felix he called um the captain calls him giving him all the fake evidence that jamie and another detective brought over there so now miguel felix knows he has to go over to texas to sign those papers because documents and all of that and he'll get put for money laundering and have the dea agents on him for real so we also see maria she goes to the paint gallery and she approaches his mistress but she does it in a smart way and now we see how he met her because she sells the same type of paintings that he has in his office so she like if you buy this you have to have a good eye and maria's kind of playing along like well my husband has a good eye and she like how far along are you and she like six months and you could tell maria just want to slap the i love maria she wanted to slap the shit out of her but anyway so maria purchased the painting and she goes home and just to wrap it up really fast we have kiki and the other agents they're waiting across the border miguel felix is about to cross and out of nowhere he gets a phone call And he like they like the phone is for you, and he like what the do you mean the phone is for me? So (laughs) he know where he at. So it's the big guy from the government, and he calls him, and he like yeah, I want to go to Sinaloa again. So he basically gives him you know a code that you know he's approved, and he lets him know like I'm gonna do you your first favor now. Do not cross the border, and. He looks around, and he can tell to a setup, and he leaves the car right there. Everybody blowing the horn, pissed off. So he leaves, and Kiki is livid. The other guy just gives him that look like, like it ain't what you think, bruh. <laughs> and Kiki is livid. He goes home. You could just tell he wants to cry. All of his hard work just being shut right down in his face. And he tells Mika, like, let's just go home. So at this point, he's just ready to go home. And miguel felix he gets home and as soon as he walks in the door he sees a brand new painting where he know came straight from his mistress gallery and he seen maria then bought it so he don't know what to think because maria just got it hung up soon as he i love that move that was a good one maria and then we get to the last two scenes Isabel goes; she takes care of everything she handled falcon but now uh miguel felix has the army for himself because he got the okay with the government so now they're not working with falcon anymore so Falcon walks outside he's talking stuff and they just shoot him right in the head and Isabel is like what the because she 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 already know what that means she know that that mean everybody didn't switch sides but she did do what she said she was going to do she got him back then we get to the last scene and we see a motto and, and 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 Felix just sitting there and he like what uh Felix those those leather shoes he like no Italian you can tell Felix' whole swag has changed up now and then we see our boy good old poison uh coming in on the uh, plane and he like Pablo says hi and he got all the loads of Coke. And on that note, that was my episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. I am loving covering these Marco Narcos episodes. So, um, tune back in tomorrow. I'm about to watch Power and we will recap that tomorrow. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy this. Um, and then we will continue it towards the end of the week. We're gonna go ahead and just wrap up season one. We're moving through this quickly. I'm loving doing the two episodes at a time. We'll do that like that with season two as well. So, uh, we'll do that and then we'll do that bonus episode i think you guys will really love the bonus episode if you love like want to know the real story behind everything like i do um i think you guys will really enjoy that so on that note it's your girl shanice and i'm tuning out now and don't forget to tune in tomorrow thank you guys for your support and have a good night